Welcome to The Third One Sucks, where we rank every movie in a franchise from first to worst. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Mark Bell. And we're absolutely higgledy-piggledy right now. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today, Mark? Man, today we are talking about Air Bud World Pup. A dog-playing sports film written by Mike Whiting, directed by Bill Bannerman, and produced by Ian Foti. Airbub World Pup released direct-to-video on December 12, 2000, and stars Kevin Zegers, Brittany Page Bach, Caitlin Wax, and Miguel Sandoval. Also some dogs. And the Women's World Cup team. And a guy from Jurassic Park. <laughs> What's our fan review for this movie? Our fan review this week comes from Common Sense Media Fan Reviews from Allison M., an adult, <laughs> who said, age 11 plus, one star. This is more a story of young teenage lust, not appropriate for even my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> is that what this movie is, Dan? <laughs> I look 100% honestly with you, Mark. I did at some point in my notes write, there's some real horn dogs in this movie, huh? <laughs> Emphasis on the dogs, like that was going to be a good joke. It's not. <laughs> And so there's a love the story things, or two in this movie. That's that's true. The two things I wanted to really like tackle is that it seems very much to be like, how do we Disneyfy in the middle of this movie a American Pie? We need to just get that in there. Like, <laughs> we need to have the like teens at a party movie in the middle of this, sure, because yep, that's that what's selling like hotcakes right now, Mark. <laughs> uh, it's the year two thousand. Dudes don't know where their cars are. <laughs> Uh, like, this is the world we live in. Aston Kutcher's everywhere. But how do we have that movie with no pot and no beer? Yeah, I don't know. How do we do that? <laughs> Apparently, they, they slid it in here. And also, I wanted to say, I know it was written by someone named Mike Whiting, because he is whiting all over this movie. <laughs> this movie oozes whiteness, Mark. <laughs> I think you'll find there was one central black character in this movie, Dan. There was. I definitely made a note of that. I I know. I was like, cool. Our token black character is the help. Very cool. Help. Mike Whiting. Appropriately, it's very Mike briefly Whiting. a second black character, and they literally make her stand up and wave to everyone. I we're gonna get there, Mark. I'm not going to bury the lead anymore. I had a bad time with this movie. I did not. I, I do not enjoy this film. If we can even call it that. When's the first time you watched this garbage fire of a whatever? I don't know. Whatever. I watched those other ones. Whatever I said before. It's, it's like, okay. I don't know. Some time ago on VHS with my sister-in-law. Sure. How about Mine you? was today. Mine was today, Mark. <laughs> Why would I watch this trash fire any other time? <laughs> I do like that we are breaking our only theatrical releases rules for this movie. For this, movie. <laughs> this is why we have the rule, Mark. <laughs> this, this is why, why it exists. But look, I know it doesn't say anywhere in the rule book that we can't watch shitty dog sports <laughs> movies that went direct to video, but we should probably write it in in the middle of this movie. <laughs> we need to update the rule book. So in here. the middle of this movie, because uh, I'm tired of this podcast losing to a dog. <laughs> Cut it. We're done. <laughs> okay, we're good. That's the podcast. We have That's produced it. more and better content than the whole movie. Roll we'll the fucking outro music. <laughs> Oh, man. How do we talk about this movie? I don't know. I, I'm going to... I had 
I, as much as you had a bad time with this movie, I had a very good time with this movie for mm-hmm. similar reasons, I think, because the movie sure. is so bad. But I was in the right frame of mind watching it that I was sure. just giggling at every terrible choice made. Like, I just, I just giggled my way through this whole movie. I have been watching otherwise good media <laughs> surrounding this. So I was just not, I, I try to go in and have a good time with these, even when they're not great, but I just, uh, my, I was, I wasn't up for it. Took a real hard pivot here into Airbud. I did not enjoy my time here. <laughs> we, we should probably start talking about this movie. There's so much. And also for no other reason that we can eventually stop talking about this movie. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> this movie opens on a wedding. It's a wedding. So I guess this movie's taking place not very long at all after the last movie. I don't know what the timeline in the Airbud franchise is. <laughs> I have given the fuck Who up trying to figure know? it out. Who could know? Because that little girl changes ages so quickly and Josh looks the same age. So Yep. Also, puppies stay puppies for approximately nine movies later. That so, was my know. question. That was my question. This is the third film in and there's a whole fucking like nine ass movie buddy franchise. Yep. That yep. takes place after the five movie long Air Bud franchise, and they they appear in two of those movies. There's like eleven <laughs> goddamn puppy movies, and we're supposed to just believe that between the year 2000 and 2023, Mark, that those dogs are still puppies. <laughs> Did you know that the first Air Buddies movie was the final appearance of famed Hollywood actor Don Knotts? You've mentioned this, and I noticed he's. <laughs> It's it's worse. It's worse. It's worse than anything you could imagine, listener, because he has to voice one of the damn dogs. <laughs> he voices a puppy. You know, That's how the that oldest goes out. human person alive hours the man before who was his own 90 death. years old when he was 30 years old. <laughs> right. The man who looked like he was falling apart on the Andy Griffith show. That man. <laughs> So we're uh, we're back with Pat and Jackie getting married. Sure. Hey, <laughs> uh, this this mom sucks. And by yeah. that I mean oh, yeah. she's not a character. Like she's yeah, not. No. They don't know what the fuck to do with her, and she gets sadder every movie. Every movie, <laughs> the 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 way that her life has aged her, and like just like not like on the outside this is not a comment on anybody's physical appearance but like sure, that, sure, sure, sure. that deep weight like existential dread of growing older and all the joy being sucked out of your life you it's all over <laughs> this woman's face and it just gets worse every movie i am so scared of where jackie fram's story ends up <laughs> well we've got a few more movies with jackie so i guess we'll find out sure i don't oh my god Lord. what did you think since we're here and talking about poor jackie uh-huh. what do you think of pat in this movie pat the vet pat also a completely different human person all the <laughs> josh is the only josh and his comic relief sidekick are the only people who stay the same from movie to movie tom is that guy's name you know tom, like the shitty yes. friend you had in middle school who just <laughs> had all the worst opinions and bad advice was real into that edgy south park humor <laughs> um that's exactly who tom is that's the that's the vibe of this dude i hate him my favorite thing about pat in this movie is pat's got about six lines and he delivers them as though he is patrick swayze every like every one of his lines is like you just gotta believe in yourself kid and it's got this weird kind of low mutter it's so weird 
It's very. Why are you bizarre. talking to a fifteen-year-old that way? And you were just a nerd last movie. You can't fool me. The whole, like, the first whole conversation that he has outside of a wedding with Josh is anyway. My dad gave me this knife, and his dad gave him this knife, and I know we're not blood-related, but here, take my knife. There's no like. It doesn't feel ceremonial. <laughs> it, it's just like take totally my fucking knife, throwaway thing. Go have fun. But he ends it by muttering, "Gave me a lot of luck over the years." Gave me a lot of luck. <laughs> What's the subtext there, movie? This is going to help Josh get laid? That's the, that is the subtext because he helps out the, the girl's dad later with the knife. Correct. <laughs> okay, Disney. So we're having a wedding, right? Uh-huh. And there are two groomsmen in this wedding, and they are Josh and Buddy. Uh-huh. Listen, I don't, I don't need to dig too deep into the character life of pat the veterinarian but does he have just no friends they couldn't even hire a stand-in actor for the day to like fill out the groomsmen party here's the thing is that i they're making these movies for in my mind these movies are specifically for like the most boring milk toast white protestants sure and i'm I'm sure that's correct yep white protestant dads don't have friends it's a rule You go to work, you come home, you have your family, who you hate, you go to bed, and you do it all over again the next morning. And that's what Pat was born into. That's his long lineage. That's what the pocket knife represents. And maybe one day Josh will be miserable, slaving away for a family he hates. It's the American dream, Mark. So Josh left the ring at home because you definitely give the ring to the ring bearer. Like, days in advance of the wedding. That's certainly how that works. But it's okay. Buddy's on the case. Josh is like, hey, buddy, go get the ring. And we have now crossed over whatever my personal uh, imaginary line is for how much I can take an animal being, like, anthropomorphized. Okay. Buddy is too smart now. I can't deal with it. Like, hey, buddy, here's where the ring is. Go pick it up and bring it back. Nope. I'm done. It's it's like it's like when parrots get too high of a level of sentience. This dog is too smart. I cross the line for this movie being enjoyable, like bad, and just being bad. <laughs> Somewhere in okay. the middle of this film, uh, it's, sure. it's right before the date. It's right before the date happens. Oh, where yes. I noted. Okay. Yeah, I think we've officially crossed the shit meridian into diminishing returns. <laughs> like it, it's, it's at that point that I gave up all hope of having any enjoyment from this film and was like, we just got to get through it. We just got to power through. I was having so much fun in the opening minutes here when Buddy in his tuxedo is just sprinting, just sprinting through. T- and while he's sprinting through town, which is already one, it looks very silly. But two, like a dog running fast is just always awesome. Like, I'm never not going to enjoy watching go. a fast dog. Dogs are great. <laughs> I love them fast dogs. He looks great in a tuxedo. But while that's happening, everyone in town is shouting at him like, hey, buddy, how's it going, bud? Which I love. Yeah. I love that the Every- dog has become a local celebrity. He should be. Note, he's winning. Everyone knows this fucking dog he's winning repeated state sports championships right everyone should know this dog totally true for sure i'm more (laughs) shocked by the like the specifically the old white men who have no idea who this dog is that are in this room (laughs) why are these old white men not paying attention to high school sports that's not how that goes that seems the opposite of how things work (laughs) actually i also love how many because this is the first time i noted it was mm-hmm. when bud was running through town and people were talking to him and then i couldn't stop noticing how many lines were delivered by people completely off screen off camera yeah it's all adr <laughs> this movie sure. is full of it 
<laughs> yeah. Somebody was sitting in the edit bay and I was like, how come the people don't notice Buddy? When Buddy's coming around, everyone should be like, hey, Buddy. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, so they just in all got of the sports games, the you almost mm-hmm. never see any of the fans yelling encouragement. It's just being shouted in from off screen. I think 50% of the dialogue in this movie was recorded elsewhere. It, it, there's... <laughs> the, is it, again, I'm just going through my notes and like it's very immediate up front that this movie's not going to be good. My second <laughs> note after new new mom is more like right. air dud. Am I right? It, is that anything? Is that anything? I mean, it's a higher caliber joke than anything in this movie. So that's not a high barrier to clear. <laughs> I legitimately thought Bud runs home to get the ring, uh-huh. and he gets this like construction lift that yeah. I, I don't know is around i legitimately thought that bud has just had a personal elevator installed i was disappointed when it turned out that it belonged to some construction workers yeah i had that moment too i was like oh they replaced the the um like where all the vines were growing i forgot what that's called right, all of a sudden, the trellis or whatever the, thank you sure trellis that sounds right trellis sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a relative of mine the, <laughs> trellis is what happens whenever i'm attractive there you the go. Trellis. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Just wait, uh, wait. One of these days, puberty's going to kick in, work, and I'm going to knock them dead. It's your second evolution. Yeah, it's my second. I'm still stuck in my awkward middle phase. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm one of those that you have to evolve at like level sixty. The, right, right. Yeah, I'm like the high dragon of people. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Just waiting on your silver fox evolution. Sure. Hey, look. I, th- I think I'm going to get there. I'm, I am very afraid yep, yep, I'm yep, going to yep. just end up looking more like my dad, but <laughs> I think I if go you in. don't spend your entire life in misery and contorting your face into a mask of anger, you might be okay. That might help you avoid that. Look, I think I'm going to be doing better at that age anyway, because I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but my father is a burnt chicken nugget of a human being. Sure. <laughs> so Bud gets yeah, the this ring. Yeah, dog gets the thing. <laughs> And he brings it back. And on uh-huh. the way, he sees a lady dog. She's Buddy got a pink wants- collar. That's how we know she's a lady. Curls right. wear pink. Correct. But the, <laughs> so much. There's an absurd amount of movie that happens in this movie where it's just like, Buddy wants to fuck. <laughs> he totally does. It's, and then it's a little he clearly weird. does. Like, Buddy yeah. gets it on. Oh, he does, for sure. It happens <laughs> off screen, I assume, at the party. Is whenever it seems it likely. Goes down. Yep. Seems like because that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so he goes back to the wedding. On the way back, he sees a dog who loses her collar, and like he's going to pick it up and return it to her in a bit. And that's where we're going to find out this dog lives in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going for what like going a. Here? I don't know. It, it feels like some <laughs> kind of weird reverse Cinderella bullshit happening. I, I don't know. She, like Cinderella, but. She was already rich, and that's how she afforded the glass to burn. <laughs> right. You know? uh, and also, they're very British. Like, you know, all rich people are. It's just a wealthy British aristocratic family living in Fernfield now. And I know what you're thinking. Did Mike Whiting know how British people talk and interact with each other before making this movie? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't know what you're not. talking about. This is a pitch perfect capturing of british culture in the year 2000 <laughs> it is a pitch perfect capturing of what 
middle America thinks British people <laughs> are in the year 2000. <laughs> it is a less sophisticated John Cleese sketch. A whole lot of, oh, yeah, it's very John Cleese. Yeah, for sure. 100%. It's, he, he watched Monty Python whenever he was yep. like 12, and he wrote this just basically based off of his memories of that. <laughs> of that in the scene of John Cleese playing a rich guy in the Great Muppet Caper. Yeah, correct. It's whatever <laughs> they like. He thinks British people. He characterizes British people the same way that Matthew Vaughn characterized Midwesterners in that second oh, Kingsman yes. movie. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yep. It's the it's the other side of that coin. That is a that is absolutely correct. And then somewhere in there, so Buddy like goes to see her, but he can't get in because she's rich, so she lives behind a gate. But somewhere in there, there are just a, there's some dog catchers. I don't know what, so this what's up with thing, these dog catchers. This movie, this movie doesn't fucking know, Mark. That's why we don't know. <laughs> is I I very clearly made a note about this somewhere. I was like, oh yeah, the dog catchers that the movie itself forgot were in this movie. It. <laughs> It doesn't feel like they need to be here. Why are they here? I, I don't know. I thought he was just an actual dog catcher for some time. <laughs> Does he not right, know how dog catching works? At the beginning he of the movie. to catch dogs that belong to people? Yeah. I was like, is he just a dog catcher? I still don't know what their fucking goal is. I don't. They just want dogs, I guess. <laughs> well, that is, in fact, the motivation of one of these two dog catchers. He wants a dog. His stated motivation that he just wanted a puppy. <laughs> Yeah, and then suddenly all the heroes at the end, whenever he says, I just wanted a puppy, are like, here, take one of our dogs that you stole. And also, <laughs> come on, you're part of the gang now. <laughs> it's very weird. Listen, Buddy was on a cross between two thieves. One of them repented and got to see him in heaven. Oh, my God. I want, <laughs> I want artwork of that exact scene. <laughs> With the two dog catchers on either side, <laughs> just like <laughs> incredible. But on the side of one of them, I just want Gennaro because it's the guy from Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, so there's just dog catchers trolling around like we got to catch us those dogs. There's two. Sure. There's two golden retrievers. I don't know why that's a thing. He's just counting yeah. golden retrievers at one point. One in this golden. Yeah, it feels like the count from Sesame Street came <laughs> in. He's very excited about. <laughs> Golden Retrievers. <laughs> the implication is because their plot becomes let's steal the puppies and sell them. Like, oh you know, there's going to be some talented dogs, I guess. That's the only thing I can figure is like, I guess. When do they pivot to that plan? When do I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I they- think he looked and saw one dog, like, ah, Air Bud. He looked across this, the, the road and was like, there's a girl. Them dogs going to fuck. Those dogs are good. He could sense the he sexual just, chemistry. he does. Between he just these dogs. Hangs out. He just hangs out and watches until they have puppies, and then he strikes. That's creepy. That's creepy, for sure. And again, this is the one who redeems himself by the end and is, like, part of the gang now. The guy who wants... It's that sickos meme with, like, the guy sitting outside the window. Yes. It's that. <laughs> But it's this guy watching two dogs get it on, going at so it after the <laughs> style, style, just style. So after the dog catchers show up the first time, we get that scene you mentioned earlier where Josh and his stepdad are hanging out in the kitchen uh-huh. and his stepdad just pulls out the fattest pocket knife. It's just a multi-tool. It's a Swiss army knife, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And Josh is like, what the heck is that? Buddy, it's a pocket knife. That's like a knife made of knives. 
<laughs> I just, I mean, what, why was he so, ast- I, it has to be a story device, right? This is Chekhov's pocket knife, fine. But Look, the, the degree to which he is like, I don't know what that thing is, is incredible to me. I don't think it's Chekhov's pocket knife, and that's because this movie actually has a Chekhov's dog whistle in it. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Did I tell you how had a bad time with this movie? <laughs> I loved it because you, you and you already touched on this, so I won't repeat it too much. But his stepdad's like, I don't know, it's a knife, whatever. My dad gave it to me. Here, kid, he's get really, out of here. He's really just like he can't be bothered about it. Like he's, he's trying to be kind and nice about it. it. Feels like the second that kid leaves, he's just gonna be like, Why the fuck did I marry into this family? This was a goddamn mistake. This marriage is a sham. We're doing it for insurance like purposes. Four uh, every time I think of like a man in crisis. I think right. for some like the way it plays out in my head is that they're going mm-hmm. through all the same motions as Chris Farley does in Tommy Boy when he's like, I'm gonna jerk this <laughs> wheel and go up the goddamn bridge and bookman. That's what I think of every time. Yeah, that feels about right. <laughs> so so we kind of smash cut from there to Josh's sister, Andrea. I'm very I'm, I'm at least <laughs> 70% certain that's her name. Katie, I don't give a fuck. Andrea, why not? <laughs> Andrea and her best friend Bits, who I think actually has a human name, but I don't know. This little girl wants to like they just went and saw Harriet the spy, and she's just doing that in this whole movie. <laughs> She is. She and her friend are playing on a soccer team, but they have walkie-talkies and call each other kibbles and bits as code names. Stupid. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so I... dumb. <laughs> Who decides that bits is a name they will accept? They turn that in as a first draft, and then the director is just like, sure, what the fuck ever. Yeah, Start fine. Away. I don't care. <laughs> Do you think they had to clear that? Like, did someone have to call Kibbles and clear the use of their name in the Airbud film? I don't know. I feel like there was just less of people clearing that kind of shit in the 90s. That's probably in true. In general. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We hadn't. Not that, like, we weren't living in a capitalist dystopia in the 90s. We were. But sure. it, it really just feels like we piled on an extra absurd layer. We hadn't like, dialed it all the way up to 11. Sure. Like, we haven't we haven't dialed it all the way up to 9-11 yet, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we just, we're, a, we're a year out before everything just goes, like, hyper-commodify all the things yep. under the guise of, like, patriotism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is where Emma I- enters the movie. Emma being the soccer coach of Andrea and Bits, yeah. which is my new dog company, Andrea and Bits, and the owner of Molly and the love interest of Josh. That's who that's who Emma yes. is here. It'd be real cool if Emma was a character. Yeah, that'd be nice. Sure. <laughs> um, and while I was processing that, I was like, it'd be real cool if they if she's a character the more i thought about it the more i realized nobody in these fucking movies nobody except nope. there's <laughs> maybe josh has a little bit of an arc in that first one and then also mm-hmm. the like the basketball coach that takes over for the shitty basketball <laughs> coach those are the only actual characters in these movies as far as i can tell everyone else is just a person showing up reading lines and the, they don't have character arcs that go anywhere they yes. what, the, what the fuck do you know about josh he's our, our central character what the fuck do you know about him mark what does josh like dogs well one dog <laughs> he, likes he likes one dog, dog. <laughs> what are some of josh's That's, favorite uh, things does he sports. have favorite things anymore generically he likes sports 
That's not a character. That's Tom Hardy. I'm not even sure he likes sports. It's just how he bonds with Buddy. Yeah, do, do we even know that he likes sports? It feels like increasingly he is just playing sports because that's what everyone else is doing. Like, he liked basketball. That was his thing. It was a connection between him and his dad. <laughs> what is happening now? Josh is just like, just like his mother, a hollow shell of the person he once was. And what? Hmm. So you're casting a movie with a, with a British characters in it. And if there's sure. like one thing left that Britain is still good at, it's acting like that's that's the one thing they still kind of have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that and like, look, I'm going to behave myself. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and so what do you do if you've got if you got a British character in your film? Cast a girl from Florida. She'll get close enough. I wonder how Ireland feels about them not having yeah. they're just one sad. Oh, island. man. I had an entire screed in our notes about Scotland, just in case you're wondering. Oh, I had I'm, like five lines about Scotland that I cut out because that guy was wearing a kilt. Because Scotland hates England as good as literally anybody hates England. And Not I just, fair. I'm sure how much they're going to love the idea of like, I'll dress English in a kilt. Who did, the only people who don't hate the English are the English. And then even them, even them. Even a lot of them have a good amount of self-hatred. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Catholicism <laughs> over there. There's a lot of self-loathing <laughs> happening. Yeah, that's true. The English are still very good at maintaining the their withering clasped fingers around the dying husk of their empire and making sure that they squeeze every ounce of blood out of every non-English person they can before they cast them aside. They're still kind of right. good at that, I guess. Yeah, they're real good at that. And, and acting. That's their things. And act and transphobia. They're good at all those oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's I, I forgot. <laughs> Credit where credit's due to England. <laughs> Just some producing some of the world's best artisanal transphobia right now. <laughs> it's artisanal. <laughs> that's really yeah. what it feels like. It's like they, they've come up with like a new fancy way to be bigoted. They're running circles around us. And I thought, yeah, we're pretty we're pretty good at transphobia over here. Look, we're knocking it out of the park as far as transphobia is concerned. And it still somehow feels like the Brits uh, like <laughs> are poised to like one up us at any any moment. It could look going into the finals. It's. It's an even game. It could, it could it's be anybody's anyone. game. Which I one of us this. is going to find a transphobic dog I, to put us over the line? I I hate it. They're, look, their dog whistles were apparently just as well as the ones in this movie. <laughs> there it is. Brought it back around. We're talking about a dog movie, y'all. This is a, this is a podcast <laughs> a about a dog movie. sports movie, not the egregious amount of transphobia <laughs> happening here and abroad. So somehow they just cast a blonde girl from Florida. Like this sure. Brit and her accent is amazing when it's, it's present something. at all. It, <laughs> I love it. it every time she talks, it's so good. I feel like I slipped into an else world for a minute in this movie when we see all of our principal white people standing all together, and I was like, "That's one family. That's <laughs> that her and." Like, not Michelle Trachtenberg, not Harriet the Spy, whatever. Sure. Andrea, yep. that's her name. Andrea. Uh, Andrea, yep. Yeah, Andrea and her soccer coach. They look like they could be sisters. Like, I Absolutely. was like, this is all, this is all just one weird, <laughs> like, monolith. But there's a there is a joke in this movie. Like, within the context of this movie, there is a, mm -hmm. a bit that is essentially, haha, isn't it funny when non-British people pretend to do British accents? But that's what your lead actress is also doing. They're trying so hard to like, trying is maybe too generous. They are <laughs> doing 
again, not to the best of their ability, they're doing to an ability. Yep. A lampshade. It's <laughs> it's unremarkable <laughs> in the way that they are doing it. <sighs> because everything about this movie is unremarkable. The other case you're wondering, the other British actor in this movie is Canadian, so. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this movie's just not trying at any point. So we, uh, where were we? We were at meeting Emma, right? Josh just like love at first yeah. sight falls in love with Emma, but I think she also love at first sight falls in love with him. They gaze at each other across the soccer field. I don't yeah. know. I they they have a moment that they're clearly like into each other. The movie doesn't want to waste a lot of time with this. It's just going to tell us. Look, it's like it's in here, but I feel like it's only in here because they kept getting notes over the last two movies of it being like, is Josh ever going to get a girlfriend? Where's Josh's <laughs> right. girlfriend? He's a knight. He should have a girlfriend. It's very unrelatable if he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> and so now they're finally giving him one and yep. the, I, it's, their dogs are fucking, so I guess... I guess sure. this is how it's going to be. <laughs> I think this movie's dialogue was written by a moose. You wrote that on this paper, Mark. Yes, I did. <laughs> that's about the level of dialogue, I, I feel like. I think that's correct. I, it's very moose-like. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is Bullwinkle-esque. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not good. It's very not good, and it's like... It's not even like cliched. Not like you can tell a lot of made-for-TV movies. Like, oh yeah, you're using every tropey phrase in the. You know, oh, I'm talking shit about a guy. He's standing right behind me, isn't he? Ah, ha, ha. Oh, it's no. not even that level of bad. It's like it's it's. I don't know. I don't know how to describe the dialogue in this movie, but it's humans don't talk this way. It's, yeah, it it's just unremarkably unremarkable, and that's why yep. it, it annoys me so much, is that if it was, like, <laughs> over the top, it could be fun for me, sure, but it's not. Sure. It's, everything just feels so dry and uninteresting, and nothing matters in this movie, Mark, is, like, the main thing, is it feels like nothing ever <laughs> fucking matters. Well, nothing what matters do, in this movie is the pups, because no. they are going to put this franchise on their back soon. <laughs> the, look, they... <laughs> They came out of, I don't, I don't know if that's, it's like if you have like, you know, that's a good kid, but his parents had a real toxic relationship. This movie's that toxic relationship. So like maybe those kids go on to do bigger and brighter things and good for them. But sure, this movie sucks. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> 17 minutes of movie have happened at this point somehow. I, it feels like five minutes of the movie have happened at 17 minutes, <laughs> only end that nothing has happened. Sure. And sure. there's this weird time vortex that this movie has where <laughs> it it will suddenly be like halfway over, and then it feels like the last half of this movie is three hours long. Yeah, that feels I, about right. <laughs> at least that is my experience with it. So somehow in here, they discover that Bud can play. Well, oh no, I remember how they discover this. So what happens is Josh is in love with Emma immediately, uh -huh. and so he wants to spend more time with her. And he finds out she's on the soccer team, so he signs up for yeah. soccer. And he strolls up to soccer practice and just hangs out until the coach says, "Oh no, there are not enough players." <laughs> he sort of steps up with his swagger. He's like, "Guess I could play." Josh is like, "I'll do it." <laughs> 
because I want to impress <laughs> the pretty girl. Yeah. And then every, and then the guy's like, I could take you and your fucking dog. And he, and then everyone's like, oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's Air Bud. You can't dog. say that. That's fucking Air Bud. <laughs> this is the same as like, I think also said there's no room here for basketball players, which is the weirdest sure. statement. Also, he was most recently playing football. Catch football. up. Boy. Right. Tom shows up in football gear. He's standing right there. We've acknowledged the last movie already. Yes. What, and what also made a joke on the fact that all of the rest of the world calls this sport football. We did that already because ha, yeah. funny, funny British people. Ha, ha, it's funny. Get it? It's funny. <laughs> it's and funny. This just shows up and starts taunting. Also, the coaches and enti- so they, they show a little bit of practice before the goalie taunts Bud. And the coach's <laughs> advice is try to anticipate any opportunity. This is what I mean. The dialogue is written by a moose who it's says nothing. that. That what means aggressively kind of nothing. Speak is that? <laughs> anticipate the opportunities, guys. And then he's mad that they don't know how to pass. Like, buddy, all you said to them was anticipate opportunity. I feel like we're legitimately giving people bad advice here because <laughs> the moral of this story seems to be like, if you like a girl, just be creepy and hang around where she is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Try to anticipate any opportunity. Just be there all the time. Waiting for the for the, the animal to collapse of dehydration before you pounce. <laughs> How does Bud shoot the ball? I watched this movie and I watched him score several goals because uh, the goalie Mark, taunts him and is like, Mark, I can stop anything, even that dog. Mark, we've had two dog playing sports movies, and both times yep. I've been like, the things he's doing are feasible for a dog to do. Right? You know? Yeah, like a dog can catch a ball. A dog can bounce a ball off of his nose. Yeah, and I want to say, remarkably. Uh, it's getting more and more likely at this point that a dog could do the sport. A dog playing soccer is nothing. It's just chasing sure. a ball around. Yeah, like, dogs can do that. They can do that. They don't have hands, so they just have four feet. Yeah, and a head. Run and, and shove a ball along with them. Absolutely. And soccer. That's a whole. Th- that's that's soccer. Yeah. That's football, as our friends yeah. <laughs> in across the pond say. Anyway, whenever Buddy rockets this fucking ball into the net. <laughs> <laughs> I was actively upset. I was like, <laughs> so good. I don't know what you're I, talking about. <laughs> I should have, I should be, look, I should be having the reaction that you are having. <laughs> absolutely. That's the experience I want to be having when something absolutely buck wild like that happens. But the problem is, he just, he snoots it, it. He snoots the ball. The problem is, it's in this movie, and this movie doesn't know how to. <laughs> To like commit to any kind of ridiculousness either. <laughs> so what we have is one absolutely absurd. Because if we shot the ball like that every fucking time, Mark, <laughs> this movie could be incredible. It could he be shot incredible. the ball like Fulton Reed from the Mighty Ducks. It's a hockey. Product. Absolutely, he he knocks the <laughs> shit out of this thing. But instead, we get this happening one time, which blows everyone's yep. mind because. Some kind of miracle just happened (laughs) of physics. But instead, the rest of the movie is a dog just chasing a ball. Every time we see the dog playing soccer, it's just a dog chasing a ball wearing a stupid outfit. (laughs) All right. We kind of go from there to a soccer game. They're playing a team called Roxbury. 
Why nope, not? Roxbury's the second team. They lose okay. their first game, right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they lose like their a, first game. The coach is like, you got to pass, what? kids. Scissorston? Where are they playing? <laughs> Scissorston, yes. And then the coach is like, all right, everyone stand after for more practice because we did not learn the fundamentals. Hey, it turns out we, we were all just relying this. on Bud to win for us. Maybe we shouldn't rely on a fucking dog to win our sports <laughs> games, huh? And somewhere in here, while this is, so we're going to have a couple of things of soccer happening. And somewhere in here, Emma and Bits just start following Bud around, like they're they're detective shadowing him. Mm. It's Andrea and Bits. How dare you? Andrea and Bits. That's right. Emma's. The, I know. You, Emma's the I know. It just looks like they copy pasted Emma and like <laughs> did some squash and stretch for this child. Correct. <laughs> but. They are distinct characters, apparently. <laughs> how? Couldn't tell you. This movie doesn't tell us. <laughs> this is how we learn that uh, Bud is sneaking out every night to see Molly. Uh-huh. I don't know how he's I, getting through the fence these days. Did the movie ever square that circle? Yes, because it's secret tunnel. There's a secret tunnel. Oh, that's tunnel. right. That's right. There's a secret tunnel. I every tunnel. In all caps in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> when that happened i was very happy about the secret tunnel i also do not think that this movie passes the beck dog test because look while they're not talking about a human boy it is a boy dog that these two girls <laughs> who are the only two women in this Fair. movie who talk to each other talked about <laughs> this dog getting it on that's that's like hot goss for i guess third graders or however the fuck old they are fair yep <laughs> So, all right, that's happening. They follow him to the mansion where it turns out that Josh is also there because they're having a soccer party, I think. Yeah. I don't know. We have this to be where we meet Emma's dad. for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Emma's dad, who is just aggressively fake British. It's fantastic. It's absurd. It, and look, as we mentioned, the one person of color throughout 99% of this movie, who is the maid? Ooh, yeah. There's technically two women of color in this movie. But sure, yep. One of them is like glorified cameo appearance, and then the other is the help. The other one is literally like she is the maid at <laughs> what very well may have been a plantation in the past. I don't fucking know yep. where this house is. Based off of the town, I would not be surprised. I it am just telling feels you, bad. without qualification, that uh-huh. building has rooms in it that at one point in time were referred to as the servants' quarters. There's no way it doesn't. 120%. <laughs> nope, I'm with you. That fucking place is huge, and there's no way that there was that many like, except for like the annual chapter of the clan meeting that took place there sure, there was never sure. white people in all those rooms <laughs> so this is now a party this is where josh's friend shows up wearing a kilt because he's going to wear british things who knows he's also wearing a beef eater hat that's the other thing yeah. he knows about Brit. i'd like to see that kid eat beef like just to beef it real hard <laughs> That's all I want. So I want I a whole know. like thirty minute long cut of just Tom eating shit. Like a movie where he <laughs> is he in the most valuable primate franchise and like maybe he, <laughs> he like skateboards he in that. That seems like where he should be, and I just want to watch him just eat shit over and over on the half pipe for thirty minutes. That's how much I'm annoyed by this character. <laughs> Go ahead. Can we continue this podcast now that I'm done talking about wanting to see children have bodily harm incurred upon them? Josh is going to free Mr. Putter from the bathroom with his dad's, his stepdad's multi-tool. Yeah. He's just going to be like, oh, my, oh, I can't believe this. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> it's whatever the opposite of an embarrassment of riches is, is what's happening in this movie. <laughs> this is also because Emma's like, oh, that's a, an interesting looking knife. What's going on? And Josh's like, yeah, it's got all kinds of things. Look, here's a whistle. And the whistle doesn't work until a whole bunch of dogs show up. Ha ha ha. The dogs dog can apparently hear this dog whistle from like miles away. Why does Buddy and Girl Dog, I don't remember her name, do not care. Molly. Sorry, I know that makes me a bad feminist for not caring about the Girl Dog's name. <laughs> I only remember it because Buddy Molly is one Molly. step away from Buddy Holly. Ooey ooh. Yes. It's like Buddy Molly. Okay. That's, I, that's a song they sing to the pups when the pups are born. But it's all just <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sad, Mark. I'm just sad about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that sad is Buddy. Buddy's getting some accent at this party. Yeah, that's why they didn't come whenever that whistle first went off, is because they were too right. busy going at it. <laughs> That's the only excuse for why they didn't run down much sooner. <laughs> I am aware of what, like, the, the the function of a dog whistle is that it blows at a higher pitch that humans <laughs> can't hear and dogs can. Does it also right. summon, like, is it, I just don't know. This is an honest question. Do dog whistles summon dogs? Like, do dogs get excited and are like, I gotta check out what that noise is? I always just kind of assumed it drove them crazy. My assumption is, if you trained them to. Sure. <laughs> It's just stimuli that is disconnected from any other reaction, as far as I understand it, and that you have to train them to, like, come when you blow the dog whistle. Like, that's something you have to train. So every dog in this neighborhood has been trained to do that. Again, look, if you're like a dog trainer listener and you have some you want to enlighten us, please do. It'll give us something interesting to take from this hellhole of an experience of a movie. <laughs> Man, I don't know. That's, that's just uh, just a whole bunch of dogs. So I like seeing a bunch of dogs. Yeah. High point of this movie, a bunch of cute dogs. Yeah, there's a bunch of dogs. They're here for a minute, and then they're gone. <laughs> now, are you ready for the centerpiece of this film, the butler farting scene? No. What's going I, on? I, why is this happening? Do you see why I'm having a bad time with this movie, listener? <laughs> They've made, they have made the human act of farting unfunny. And that's a crime. Because <laughs> I truly believe if there's any joy in your heart whatsoever, you can find a fart funny. <laughs> there's object like, and you may be thinking, not me, I'm above that. There's a time and a place where if somebody <laughs> sure. farted, you would absolutely double over crying, <laughs> laughing. You don't know it yet, but it'll present itself, I assure you. <laughs> and yet in this movie, it's just, this. It, there's an old butler who's farting a bunch. Yep, because the, the, the putter sure. family needs to hire a butler. They need to hire the putter butler. There's no joke. There's <laughs> It's literally just an old man sitting there and farting. Yep. There's no Correct. lead into it. There's no reason for it to be happening. There's no like set up, pay off. Like, it's nothing. It's just an old man <laughs> farting and the camera happens to be on him. Yes. <laughs> And then they hire the dog catcher, who's wearing, like, a felt mustache. It's a really bad disguise. He tells him he went to school for canines or some shit. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so you like dogs. Mustache. It's like everyone in the scene is just... <laughs> I, it's the best scene in cinema history. 
It's a scene. <laughs> Sitting there with a felt mustache, delivering the worst of all dialogue. And there's this poor Canadian guy pretending to be a British guy sitting across from him, responding Very with even worse dialogue. And what's funny is these are the two people in this movie outside of... Uh, Kevin Zegers, who have the most notable like body of work. These are the two most the, the, uh, the two longest tenured actors in these films. Like <laughs> that's such a like, these are the two highest that's caliber. The, that's what I'm looking for. These are the highest not, caliber actors in this movie. But that's not the Jurassic Park guy. His, like oh, you're right. No, I switched him. Yep. No. Yeah. The crony is the is the man who just wants the puppy. Yes, crony is the side. Our guy yep. is not in this movie much. It really seems like he was on set for like three <laughs> days maximum. They got the yep. and, and but the Canadian guy's been in a bunch of Star Treks. At least I know him from that. <laughs> sure, why not? So they're just like everything about this scene from from the earlier older butler, the fart and butler, to <laughs> the fake mustache butler is just as empty and vapid and non-existent as you could possibly make it. It's amazing. There's nothing. I hate it. There is. It has to be a skill to derive literally no, not a single ounce of joy from anywhere in this whole scene. This movie made the jump from we're making family films with children in mind to we're writing this for like eight year olds. Yep. Now there's another soccer game. That's just time for another soccer game. This is where they play Roxbury. Maybe they're maybe the eight year olds are writing this movie, and that's where that could be it. Yeah, an eight year old moose. I think you mean an eight year old moose. But you know, for a moose, <laughs> he's got some ears on him. <laughs> I assume it's a man moose based off of the rest of this movie. Did they get back the refs from the first movie in this movie. <laughs> It's the same uh, refs that were chasing yes. around the dog on the basketball court from Airbud One, the airingest of buds. <laughs> the one where Airbud makes sense as a title. Aryan Bud, which no. is fine. Look, fine. No, in this movie, could be. A golden Retriever feels like a very like white supremacist dog breed. Not gonna lie. It does. <laughs> I do love that these are the only two working refs in the entire, like, Tri-County area, though. They don't do football, but they do every other sport. <laughs> this is the this is the soccer game against Roxbury, who has won the league championship two years in a row. Sure. Uh, but Buddy and company beat them, and so their coach is like, oh, not only am I the coach of a team, I'm the head of the athletic association, which seems like a real conflict of interest. Yeah. I don't know how that works. He's white and, so and he gets, rich. It's he fine. Gets their team kicked out of the league. Like you can't have a dog. You're out of the league. The coach, the other coach, coach. I forget the name of the actual coach in this team. He's like, no, no, there's no rule. And the guy says, there is now. There's a rule now that no dog can play soccer. Yeah, this annoys me, Mark, because I felt like one is is very feels very in character that a high school soccer coach would be like, our team is losing, so I'm going to change the rules using yes, my considerable absolutely. influence. Whatever. Yep, I'm yep. fine with that. I'm not fine with the fact that they didn't commit to it. Yeah. And that it just resolves itself. It's it resolves like it's a, itself because it's a nothing. His, it's aggressively his nothing. His son is disappointed in his dad for not being nice to Air Bud. 
It's wild it's, because it's like the, the when they first play this team, when they first start playing Roxbury, the coach is like, what the heck? They got a dog. They must suck. And his son's like, dad, that's Air Bud. What are you talking about? Air Bud rules. They got humiliated by a dog. And so to make sure that never happens again, they're changing the rules. This is somewhere like this is right in this movie sure. where, where I think the same coach says, like, they got a girl and a dog on their team. What's next? Yeah. Water Buffalo. Yeah. The, it's the, what a weird line. Why a water buffalo, Mark? What? <laughs> this, Everybody's this movie, got a water buffalo, Dan. That's why. No, they don't. They. <laughs> I get your reference. I know that's just for me, and I appreciate you trying to make an effort. A joke for but you. It's just for me, listeners. I this movie exhausts me. To be honest. <laughs> I'm at a point now where, like, you can just tell, even talking about it retroactively, we've hit the point in the movie where I'm just like, You're done. God, this is the same point in the movie where you, where you decided there was three hours left of the movie. Right. Th- exactly. This is exactly <laughs> what is happening here. Well, <laughs> we're now at the part of the movie where Air Bud's going to make his pregnant girlfriend some ice cream. That, I'm just mad. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> miserable and upset about the things that happen in this movie. I shouldn't be upset. About, I, there's no reason. It doesn't make any rational sense for my brain to go, this dog is making his girlfriend dog an ice cream Sunday. <laughs> That should be fun and ridiculous, so, and I should be enjoying it. I'm just upset. I'm just like, fuck this movie. So I have a a, a plot premise question for you here. Uh-huh. Because it seems like he's 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 getting his girlfriend dog ice cream under the widely pregnant. recognized pregnant stereotype, yes. right? Yes. Ha-ha. Correct. Pregnant girls like ice cream, This right? movie so, is bad and stupid, and I don't like it. <laughs> so so here's my here's my premise question okay shoot the ice cream guy the soda jerk i guess is that what he is the guy behind the ice cream counter yeah soda jerk it's the guy who works the ice cream counter sure (laughs) (laughs) that's a thing this is the this is the me you're getting for the rest of this podcast you better get used to it (laughs) the soda jerk looks around and says ha buddy again right like he immediately knows so my question is does buddy really like ice cream or has buddy just got a lot of girl dogs pregnant (laughs) yes (laughs) is buddy a whore is he just running around all over town knocking up strays (laughs) (laughs) that was my immediate takeaway when he was like ah buddy again i was like oh wow buddy he's really slut shaming this dog huh (laughs) he is i (laughs) Look, we like Buddy's got play in more ways than one. <laughs> I want to have a good time here. This is a ridiculous <laughs> bit. A dog is making ice cream, Mark. <laughs> this should be full of joy and laughter and light and love. And instead, it's soulless. It's nothing in this movie. <laughs> They use the old dog paw on a stick, which they do every time they need to show that Buddy's doing something that they can't get that trained dog to do. I <laughs> I have a bad time with this movie. <laughs> he put jelly beans on the Sunday. He knocks over this this man, Soda Jerk. Is that his title? Yep, Soda Jerk. Uh, sure. He he just. Has his back turned while Buddy's making all of this noise, spilling shit everywhere. <laughs> That's noisy. It's noisy yep. when that happens. <laughs> He's on kitchen tile. 
Yeah, this is right about in my notes where I'm at. Like, yeah, I think we've officially crossed the shit meridian. <laughs> we are recreating both of our personal experiences with this movie because I'm just giggling a bunch. Absolutely, of <laughs> this is this is what it would be like to watch if we were together watching this movie. I'd probably have a better time because I would get joy from watching you get joy from the movie. We well, what's happening here is your we, your anger at this movie is is fueling my joy. It's, it, <laughs> it's created it is. a real we could a real recursive we feedback loop here. This is not this is not an easy <laughs> film to track down, Mark. It's like it is technically accessible in that you can Google it and find a place to watch it, but it's not sure. on like the streaming places you would normally go, and it's also right. not on all of the maybe not so legal (laughs) to like find it. It's it's hard. It's hard to find this. It is. However, on YouTube, you can watch this movie (laughs) on YouTube. And before I found it on YouTube, I really was going to be like, Hey Mark, you want to like, maybe do a watch together because I can't find this movie anywhere. And I so deeply wish I had done that at this juncture. (laughs) This would be a very different podcast. (laughs) I don't know, man. After the after the ice cream Sunday scene, we get to talk about Josh dressing up as Neo from the Matrix. Right underneath the shit Meridian comment in my notes is Josh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> He's going to see a movie called Ninja Bloody Ninja. You are hanging out in a locker room talking to men, giving advice about women. First of all, don't do that. Second of all, don't Bad do that. Plan. When it comes like to getting advice from Tom, Tom of all the people, <laughs> that little shit, that little shit gremlin, that guy. Josh, you clearly are the only person in this locker room who has managed to ask a girl out. Yet, why are you seeking advice from everyone else? Uh, I hate it because men date people in order to impress other men in a lot of context. That's why. Like, yep. really, it's just yep. about, like, the social capital this will grant him. He's worried about that and having the other men approve of that relationship. That's what's happening. It's patriarchy. Anyway, he sees a movie called Ninja. This movie's Ninja Bloody Ninja. Ninja. I was like, exactly what I was going to say. Ninja Bloody Ninja is the name of this movie. And Josh has to be, like, what has to be at least, like, 16, 17 now? Yes. He's covering his eyes at Ninja Bloody Ninja. We're pursuing he's 17 to get into a R-rated movie. Right? They're not accompanied by another adult. That or he's younger than that and Emma is robbing the cradle. And we need to have a talk about that. Because they get in to see a movie that is apparently very violent and bloody. And Josh covers his eyes throughout of it. And he screams, I guess. I guess the bit here is that he's he, like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Dialogue. Because well, no, after the movie, Emma's like, listen, Josh, I don't know what you're up to. Real men don't show emotion. She's giving him the same garbage advice that Tom was just from a right. different vector. Exactly. Exactly. Mark. <laughs> That's what's happening. Is it feels like it's almost, it's trying to pull it off in a way that is like, Oh, you, <laughs> like where she doesn't really care. But like, I feel like the implicit like narrative that we're supposed to take out of this movie is, Oh, he, he's a wuss because he had to do it. Like it's supposed to be funny <laughs> that he couldn't watch the bad things happen. I'm also annoyed that uh, bloody is an expletive in England and Emma had nothing to say about that. I think it's very funny that she walked into that movie thinking it was going to be ninja fucking ninja. <laughs> 
that movie is X-rated for a different reason. That's a very different movie. It's like Hunter x Hunter, the porn parody. Yeah, it's Hunter Hunter. You don't. <laughs> it's it's Ninja Ninja. You don't pronounce the bloody. Right. <laughs> and then after this, you have Pat the vet delivers lines like he's Pat the Swayze. Yes. <laughs> I don't also where I know that the dialogue moose has gotten drunk somewhere in here. I was both emotionally and mentally checked out at this point in the movie. So this is just what I was saying earlier that he delivers his lines like, do you remember the lines? Because I don't even know what you're talking about. No, they're all just, they're all just throwaway things like believe in aphorisms. Gotcha. You just got to go for it. But he says it like muttering them like he's cool. Pat the vet went from being a supreme nerd to like weird cool guy. He's really trying, huh? Yeah. Trying hard to be cool. Stepdad. He's going to believe in yourself, kid. <laughs> There's a point. Buddy's wearing sunglasses. We just hard cut to Buddy in sunglasses, who is ten uh, times cooler than Pat the Vet will ever be. Yeah, this is the point where I thought, okay, this seems like this movie is really doing a thing where it's like Buddy can't play the sport. Now the team has to learn how to persevere on their own. We're going to do a switcheroo, and it's not going to be like the other movies. The team actually has to learn how to hold their own and work as a team, rather than lying. Relying on the power of this miracle dog that can play all the sports. <laughs> nope. No, this is empty. Nope. Listen, there's an established formula here, Dan. We're going to kidnap some dogs and then come back in the second half of the game to win. There can't be an established formula because those other movies didn't suck as much as this one. <laughs> if they were following that formula, this movie wouldn't suck so much. <laughs> The coach is like, listen, your team's disqualified now. And the team's like, all right, well, we're not going to fire the dog. So I guess we're out of the league. Just fire the dog. (laughs) It's fine. The dog wouldn't care anyway. The dog just likes to hang out. You can just play soccer with the the dog dog later. He'll be happy. The dog is expressly at a point in the dog's character arc. Yeah, I said that unironically. Where (laughs) where he should be going home and being a family man. That's the arc that he is on currently. Correct. Should, it should be it should be a tension where like does Buddy want to keep? We could do this thing better where the dog has to leave it without the like other coach being a petulant man child. We could just have it where <laughs> Buddy is like not focused at practice, you know, and he's just like listful and forlorn, and he misses his his lady. <laughs> Then, then the dog great. makes the decision. I got to give up. I have to give up one to be there for my family right now. My <laughs> my wife needs me. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. It could be a movie about responsible fatherhood through the eyes of a canine. But no, instead. <laughs> nope. Kidnap some dogs, Dan. Kid, Got to kidnap some dogs. Because <laughs> this is the guy from Jurassic Park and the guy with the fake mustache are going to kidnap some puppies. Presumably to start a puppy island amusement park, like theme park. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. They ask him eventually, and the one guy's like, we're going to sell these dogs and get rich. And the other guy's like, I just want a puppy. That's it's it. Gonna be a, There's gonna barely be on, anything to this kidnapping. It's going to be on Site D. The island is going to be called Site D for dog. <laughs> Is this this is the shortest kidnapping yet, right? Like those dogs yeah. are kidnapped for fifteen minutes. I don't know. They're technically buddy knows through just like that's what I was gonna dad say. Dad sense or something. I made a note of this too. <laughs> oh, like here's here's let me just run down the last few lines here. The music in this movie fucking sucks. Buddy gonna have a go home and be a family man moment. What is happening? Never mind. I guess <laughs> fuck the stakes. This movie feels like a Sears commercial. Not a movie, a Sears commercial. (laughs) Absolutely does. Oh yeah, there's a dog napping subplot in this movie that even the movie itself forgot about. Totally forgot. 
Buddy has they, both they magical sports powers and magical okay, dad yep. powers, I guess. That's where <laughs> we're at. Magical dad powers. <laughs> yes. And this is when I realized none of these characters are characters, even the ones who have been in three movies. Buddy is like the next evolution of canine, right? Like he's just, he's yeah, a sure. transcendent dog or something. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I guess his children are because they're going to start talking eventually. Gonna be incredible. <laughs> so they get the, the team just gets let back in the league. That tension also lasts three seconds. Like you're out of the league, and then three minutes later he calls him like you're back in the league. It's oh no, I, the dogs are kidnapped. Ah, the dogs are back. Yeah, there's nothing. We're never concerned about anything. I never feel <laughs> like anything bad could happen to these characters ever yep. because they're living in like the fucking seventh heaven verse where the dialogue is terrible <laughs> and everything is fine. Except for that episode where that kid shot the pastor. Does anyone remember right. that? That was a weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> Did we mention at any point, by the way, that uh, the, the Jurassic Park guy's name is Snurbert in this movie? Oh, is this Snurbert? This is Snurbert. Is he doesn't have a last name, or maybe doesn't have a first name. I don't know. His name is just Snurbert, which we only find out when they show up at his job, and the guy's like, yeah, Snurbert hasn't worked here in a while. Sure. Whatever. Snurbert! His name's Snurbert. <laughs> like I was looking Herbert, forward to meeting- But with a snut in front no, of I, him. Yeah, I get it. It's nothing. You, <laughs> you mentioned his name to me on the last podcast, and I was excited to meet Snurbert, and now I'm let down that that's who this was. Oh, the bad guy from the first movie was Sni- Snively, right? Snively? I don't. Clown Man? He's the clown. Yeah, Clown Man's name clown was Snively. It was a Snively whiplash-ass name. Yeah. <laughs> the bad guy from the second movie- was i think just fred it was boris and natasha <laughs> it was boris and now, now we've got snurbert snurbert's Snurbert. a great name what a shame That's that it was the- wasted on this movie oh is there anything left in this movie they free the dogs and then they summon all dogs mark there's a point where we're supposed to be having an it's like all this lost moment when the footballing is happening oh right yes because the, the, the state championship or something is going on yeah, and the announcer is like the the other team is up by one. That's your all is lost moment. That's your yes. that one one point is your all is lost moment. One goal. I know. I know it's soccer, and there's like three fucking goals per game, and that's it because it takes forever to watch Correct. people run back and forth for fucking ever for no reason. <laughs> I'm coming for you, soccer. But still, there's no stakes. They're up by one. Who cares? Yep. That's that's nothing. You're fine. <laughs> So yeah, they got to hurry back to uh, to win the game. You know, Isn't that's it? how these movies end. But what is important in this movie is that Brianna Scurry is is here to watch the championship soccer game for some reason. Sure, you know how pros <laughs> do that. They just show up to watch high school yeah. soccer games. <laughs> in her defense, she heard they had a miracle dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, and Brianna Scurry is, you know, one of the most decorated athletes in American sports, or at least American, like, international competitioning. She was sure. the goaltender of, like, you remember that window of time where the it felt like the American women's team was just straight up unbeatable? They won multiple Olympic golds. That That's that's. Brianna is like, she's that goalie. She's the goalie from that team that was just crushing everyone for a long time. Oh, and somehow yeah. she's in this movie. What's she doing her. in this movie? 
Yeah, get out of this movie. It's, You're better. She is in this movie playing second fiddle to a dog. Literally. I'm about Why? to be so Why, mad. Brianna Scurry? You're better than this. I, and as, and not just a certain like matter of time. Like It's still my understanding that our women's teams in international sports, and, and in particular soccer, still fucking crushing it and are oh, definitely yeah. Oh, yeah. They're better still very, than our men's teams. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if America internationally has covered itself in any glory at all in international football it's absolutely the women's team (laughs) for sure but like this was a like i remember this team this team was a big deal like Mm. because it was the first time maybe ever that america even pretended to care about a women's sports team for a minute sure because it bolstered their like nationalism or whatever sure jingoistic national pride yep absolutely 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 higgledy piggledy up in here we get higgledy piggledy up in this podcast so yeah she's in this movie you know our second black person we have it's just a sea of white faces one latino and two black women yep yep that's it that, and that's, that's it. it. And the black women are barely on screen in this movie. Yep. They, wanted, they had a quota to reach, and that quota was make sure they're off screen before your grandma gets back from the kitchen. She's going to start in on one of her back in my day speeches again. Yeah. Army of Dog. That's my entire night to su- note to sum up the rescue scene. Okay, go ahead. Get us back in those. <laughs> no, they just they went and got the puppies back, and they're like, but what if he follows us to the game? <laughs> and the answer is certainly not like don't worry my dad will take care of that or the coach will take care of that or whatever it's like i don't know let's summon an army of dogs to keep an eye on him sure now there's <laughs> a bunch of dogs for gonna, him to kidnap presumably yeah are they gonna get rounded up by a legitimate dog catcher I, <laughs> what's going on these dogs are just gonna man nap him yeah that's how that works sure <laughs> i'd watch that movie where these like sure yeah where like they where these dogs get the revenge they don't eat they don't matter dogs Again, just start rounding want, up angry white dudes and throwing them in the pound i look can we <laughs> honestly <laughs> or like in the hudson it doesn't have to be the pound. look i just think it'd be a much more entertaining movie once again like this last one <laughs> where it was boris and natasha where if it just broke bad at the very end and all of a sudden just these dogs murder this man and we just watch <laughs> an army of dogs just rip this man apart in real time the camera doesn't unflinchingly does not move stays focused on the carnage for like two minutes straight and then we jump right back into just this happy-go-lucky kids movie amazing don't acknowledge oh, yes it. please <laughs> That's kind of the end of... Well, you think that's the end of this movie. You think uh-huh. the movie's going to end at the state championships. But sure. it's definitely not. <laughs> it's it wasn't- somehow inexplicably suddenly ending at the World Cup. And very notably, the Women's World Cup. You, I was talking to you... <laughs> I was messaging you at the end of this watch. Because I was struggling yep. to get through this. Yep. And I said... If that dog comes to fuck in and replaces this goalie. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's the conversation. I'm going to read it for you verbatim, listener. Uh, this is, Mark asked me, what bit did you get to? Or is it over? I said, it's the World Cup and the sport lady is doing a sport. Please don't tell me they're going to make the dog the goalie at the last second. And then you just laughed at me. 
<laughs> I, I did. Correct. I screamed in all caps, I'm going to burn this house down, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, I mean, they aren't going to make the dog the goalie. The fuck? They did exactly that, Mark. They made the dog the goalie. <laughs> Once again, me screaming I was just doing caps. what you had asked me to do. I was just telling you what you asked me to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I'm screaming all caps. This is the Women's World Cup and a fucking boy dog just clenched it. I am going to scream. <laughs> and they're all happy about it. Then, like, over the credits, we get a montage of... I mean, I really think it's just like Brianna and Brandy Chastain, but a montage of assumedly the Women's World Cup team hanging out with Bud telling him how awesome he is. I hate it. (laughs) Why is that how this movie ends? Like, how else could this movie end? I want to know how this came together. Like, who said what the who to make this happen? And how is it that the Women's World Cup team felt the need to, like, step down to this level so far beneath them? Look, I don't know how to explain it, but... It definitely feels white supremacist to have a golden retriever <laughs> come in and perform better than a black woman. It's like, right? Like, that's not, that's not a hard, that's not a hot take. That seems pretty on its face, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like the whitest dog breed imaginable. And then, to be clear, then make the woman who was replaced by the dog show up again a minute later the at the end of the movie to praise the dog. Thanks for doing my job better than I could, dog. <laughs> <laughs> fuck That's this the movie. end of Air Bud World Puff. <laughs> fuck this movie. <laughs> How you feeling about this movie, Dan? I Any hate this thoughts? fucking movie. <laughs> I hate this movie so much, Mark. I did not go into it expecting to have such a bad fucking time with it, but I absolutely did. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, this movie's real. I mean, as we've discussed, I had the opposite reaction. I giggled the whole way through, but for the same reason. This movie's so bad. It's real bad. And I've watched a lot of bad movies in my life. This is a bad movie. It just wasn't the type of bad that I could have fun with it. It Again, <laughs> if you gave this dog super like soccer ball shooting powers like through the whole movie, and we got to see uh-huh. like... If we get to see that happen like five times and they put like a gun sound effect every time, fucking hysterical. Sure. I'd love this movie. <laughs> we don't get that. <laughs> they don't lean into the camp of it at all. And therefore, I'm not having a good time. It's just very droll. <laughs> oh, this movie was so bad. It's it so sucks. bad. <laughs> every possible place where they could make a decision it's not even like they made the wrong decision they just chose not to make decisions they just it was everything about the movie is so (laughs) non-committal i wonder why this was the first direct to video release mark (laughs) you want to go first rank in these movies Number three is Airbud World Pup. <laughs> it's bad, and I recommend you do anything else with your time than watch it. <laughs> Literally anything. Literally anything. Take up juggling. Why not? <laughs> teach a Become, dog to juggle. Te- teach a dog to juggle. So they can put it in a movie and it can steal the thumb from a black woman at the last possible fucking second. Uh, number two. Air Bud, Golden Receiver. It's at least a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is Air Bud, the only movie where it makes sense to call this dog Air Bud. <laughs> Mark? 
yeah man i would really love to put this movie at number two just to really mess with you uh, but yeah, I can't. Like I, I just, I cannot do it. It's just so. This movie's so bad. Even for the fun of making you that angry, I can't. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my soul would descend straight to the hell that I do not believe in if I tried to make that lie. Is this how you felt during the Frosty episode? <laughs> probably. Probably yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's Airbud and then Airbud two and then Airbud three. I know they don't have numbers, but that's what they sure. are. Three air. Three they are bud. numbered according to their quality. Airbud Tokyo Drift for sure. <laughs> All right, man. What's next? We don't have to keep doing these, right? <laughs> I think we've committed at this point. So Airbud seventh inning fetch. <laughs> The third one sucks is a retrograde orbit radio production. If you like the show, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and make sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. If you want to get in touch or share suggestions about what we could cover in the future, you can contact us on Twitter at the third one sucks or email us at the third one sucks at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening and we'll see you again in the sequel. In case you're wondering, Soda jerk is an American term used to refer to a person who would operate the soda fountain in a drugstore, preparing and serving soda drinks and ice creams. What did he, what, what did the first <laughs> guy who did that, what was his general t- demeanor to end up with like jerk in the title? <laughs> I assumed it was just describing the action he had to use to work the, uh, the pop. I refuse. Because the, they were like I beer refuse. taps, you know? <laughs> no, that makes sense, but I refuse. I like to believe he's just a real fucking asshole. It turns out the term soda jerk was a pun on soda clerk, the formal job title of the drugstore assistant. <laughs> listener, how you doing? Uh, listener, I don't want to talk to Mark anymore. Can we hang out? <laughs> <laughs>